Y'all, welcome back. Uh, super excited this week. Uh, it's going to be me and my man Eric uh, doing a duo show. Maybe Vance will join us later. He said he's going to try, uh, but you know, we'll see how that goes. This week, covering a subject that uh, I mean, pretty much everybody is aware of, everybody does almost every day, uh, covering the topic of arguing or debating or, you know, fighting kind of, but not really. Like the idea of the verbal argument. We've been doing it forever. Like I'm not a historian. You know, and I've never really given this topic a whole lot of thought until like quite recently. But I am absolutely certain that as far back as human beings go, we've been arguing the entire time. Like I, I am sure neighbors have been yelling at each other for some reason or another, dating back to Neanderthal days. Like people now, people today still don't pick up their dog's poop when they take walks. So I'm sure that caveman Iga, when he went for a walk with his dire wolf, like no chance he picked up like 12 pound mountain of shit that came out of that huge animal. Like no chance. So I mean, guaranteed his like caveman neighbor to the North was pissed off. Like it's 2020. We're as evolved as we've ever been. And some of us still are that barbaric that we don't do it. So guaranteed back then they didn't it's like, just imagine the cave woman equivalent of Karen during the, you know, monthly ritualistic sacrifice. She would always behead her goat on, on your lawn. You know, she would. So then the, the Maganeropsis permania, they would always gather near your door and on your lawn instead of hers, which by the way, uh, Meganeropsis permiana, they were like dragonflies, but with three foot wingspans. Dude, hard pass. Dude, like bigger than your fucking dog flying around your yard because friggin' Karen cut her goat's head. You know what I mean? So like, quick caveat here. Uh, our friend's mother, you know, John. John's mom's name's Karen. We love her. She's an angel. Not the point. Just the term. Shout Moving out to on. Karen. Love Karen. Shout out. Love. She's an angel. So that's the idea. So yeah, he's going to join me on this ride, y'all. Uh, thank you for listening. Buckle in. Here we go. The history of arguing. It goes back to Socrates, Plato, uh, 400 BCE. So, I mean, at least 2,500 years or more we've been arguing. You know what I mean, dude? Like, it, it's been at least that long. But are you with me? Would you you think that we've been we've been arguing as long as language? You know what I mean? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I think if you look in the Bible, uh, Adam and Eve argued about whose fault the apple was, right? Oh, God. You know what I mean? Like, it, oh, it, God. We, we start from the jump. Genesis... <laughs> has an argument dude. In it. so like dude i think it's pretty safe to say that like yeah yeah arguing sort of built within us it is something about just and i don't know honestly maybe even before language you know what i mean maybe even before like maybe we just like argued by grunts and you know probably physical fights but dude that is dead on you're right i mean we've been arguing since forever and i wonder <laughs> You ever see animals appear to have an argument? Like it seems like it also occurs in nature as well. So it's it's interesting. I don't know what that means necessarily, but it does seem to be something that is intrinsic as a part of being alive. We are conflict driven in some form or fashion. Because you're right, dude. Like I've if I like we do this now. We learned this early. Like we I always had one dog, good old Manfred, and we had him for like five years, and it was just one dog. So like I would just throw treats or anything I was eating on the floor because who cares? It's all yours. But as soon as we got dog number two, well, as soon as dog number two grew up a little bit and she could fight for herself, they instantly we had to portion out and give even amounts. And you know what I mean? Because they would they would like more or less bark and fight and whatever. Over so I mean, dude, you're right. It doesn't even take like so I mean. I'm sure, like, cavemen probably settled arguments just by hitting you in the head. You know what I mean? Like, literally, like, that happened. And, <laughs> all right, dude, so this, I have to admit I did this, so just just go with me. Um, I Googled 
Because, I mean, I, I, in my head, I was like, you know, cavemen literally did, like, they probably hit people in the head, hit women in the head, and, you know, knocked them out and did whatever they did. So I actually Googled. I actually Googled. Did cavemen hit women with clubs to mate? I Googled that, bro. So, I mean, as soon as the results page filled, I realized how absolutely idiotic that question is. I actually typed that into Google, bro. I sat down at the computer. I logged into the, the inner spider web or net. Searched, did cavemen rape women after knocking them unconscious? Because I'm pretty sure I saw it in a cartoon once. You know what I mean? Like, all I know is the native, the ads you're going to get after Googling that are not going to be anything you want to see. Dude, and the problem is, like, right before that, I was Googling, like, Spider Man and Spider Gwen because that's what my kid's into right now. So, like, the, the algorithm, I'm confusing the hell out of them. Shout but out to Spider Verse. It's very good. Dude, love it. Oh, man, it's, it's genuinely wicked good. But okay, so the results that popped up. I quickly realized, first of all, it's impossible for anyone to know that. How would anyone say with certainty how, you know what I mean? But so, dude, the, the results page popped up and there's not a single legitimate online resource. Nobody with any credentials to their name had anything to say about this. Every single answer was from like Yahoo Answers or this website, Quora.com. It's just, you know, like a, like a question Quora and answer. Yeah. Bro. I've never seen Quora. So you know what Quora is? It yeah, is garbage. Yeah. It is hot garbage. Okay. So I found, because it, it like lumps similar inquiries together. And the one that I asked, genuinely, it came, it fell under, there's literally a full on like sub questionnaire, whatever. Did cavemen really club women over the head? That's a real, su- and that's the section that I pulled myself into because I'm an idiot. The very next question on that like subcategory, the very, this is how you know what I asked was dumb. Uh, boy. The very next question, bro, swear to God, quote, how do animals know how to reproduce without someone showing them how to have sex, end quote. Okay, good. So that's that's the community you were in earlier. That's the caliber of question yeah, I was asking. Sure. It's surrounding myself like, wow. So anyways, I found an answer from Steve. Uh, <laughs> his description, it said, uh, quote, I studied it at Southampton, end quote. <laughs> studied what? There's, it doesn't reference anything. There's certainly no field of study at Southampton called, I mean, fucking what? Caveman rape? There's no way that was a, that was a, like a major. You know what I mean? So like <laughs> essentially his credential was I went to college in like 98. So regardless, Steve says, uh, Steve says he can say with relative certainty that most cavemen did not hit women with clubs, but I admit I wasn't there to see it myself. Hey, thanks, Steve. Oh, man. You know, it's a good thing Steve has the internet because otherwise we wouldn't get that. How else would I have gotten that information? I really like, bro, that's so the point of that entire rant, two things. One, I'm not smart. Clearly Clearly not a smart man. But two, dude, like I'm 99% sure that every type of argument that has ever happened has happened so many times. Like any argument that you and I have ever had with anybody has happened hundreds on hundreds of times over. You know what I mean? Like dating back to probably Athens or at least Athens is the first records of those arguments. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure all civilizations before that kept some form. Sort of the genesis of how we think about arguing in Western culture at the very least, right? Yes. At at least certainly Western society just because, you know, they started writing it down and that for, for, pretty much everybody. If it's written down, we took that as fact, regardless of if it was true or not, we didn't have to prove it. Somebody wrote it down, ergo, you know, it's so, I mean, th- those decisions, like we were talking about before we started recording, those, those set huge precedents. And, and these were dudes that are 2000, 2,500 years ago. Like I'm not smart now. These dudes, <laughs> although were the smartest men of their time, the amount of information that they had been given was not much. Their, their scope of knowledge was so limited and they're setting 
legal precedents and, you know, th- th- setting us down a path that we still follow today. You know what I mean? Like we, they could have easily been wrong, but now we don't even question it. Yeah. I mean, I would wonder though, if they were wrong, wouldn't have it bored out over time? You know I what I mean? Right. Like if the thought process and like the core of the arguments they were making had been incorrect at some point, I think we might've realized it. I would hope instead of just becoming so entrenched in this idea that we stick to it regardless of its productivity, Hmm. maybe that's also human nature, but I would contend that we do look for what's going to work the best. And I think that if the things that are that old survive, there's a reason for it. I, a, I really, I love that answer, but I, I, I B, I, I hope you're right because I have seen all too often and myself done purposefully uh, the thing that I've already picked and chosen to believe in. I then pick and choose details to support that fact. You know what I mean? Like I, I, yeah. I it's like blinders more or less. I, I put on blinders to make sure I, I only look for information that supports my predetermined theory of whatever the hell like you know i've done that all too often and i worry that maybe we as a species have done that too but i fucking i i'm gonna go with you i'm gonna i'm gonna go on the side of hope there because i I think that's a better answer yeah and the only thing i would say about that is that i maybe now it's easier to do that because we have more information available to us and in Mm -hmm. the past as there was only so much information you could input into your computation of what was and wasn't working I think it might have been harder to have evidence that your bad idea was good. That's dead on. It was almost it was almost all theory. It had to be logically provable as opposed to picking and choosing facts or you know quote unquote scientific data. It had to just you had to be able to logistically play it out to where it made sense. Yeah, we're hoping on a macro scale at least. Yes, very much so. Dude, okay. So, okay, here's just something that just popped up that I found incredibly interesting. Have you heard of the in 427 BCE, the Mytilenean Debate? The Mytilenean debate? I'm unfamiliar. Yeah. All right. So the people of Mytilene, they uh, they led a revolt. They tried to fight for their freedom from Athens. They wanted to break away. Uh, they lost, and Athens put the boot on them, bro. They at the, the, the Athenian people set up this Mytilenean debate where uh, society came together, the Athens society, you know, the upper crust, the elite, whatever. People came together and actually took sides to discuss the following idea. Based on the the Mytilenean's revolt, should we take every adult male from Mytilene and murder them? Then, should we sell the women and children to slavery? They had a public debate to decide that. That's, can you imagine that in the modern day era, can you imagine voting on that in a voting booth, a polling station, and you vote, do we genocide an entire people? No, no, I cannot imagine doing that now. But honestly, I, I kind of wonder if having a vote on it was progress. Mm. People doing it just intrinsically just being like, no, we have conquered you. So here's the move. Kill all the men, do what we want with the women and children and go about our day. That is progress. Do you think that was progress? Because it could have been. I don't want to give the uh, Athenians in the Mytilian League too much credit for the (laughs) the vote on mass genocide. But whoa, that's a great point, though. The the idea that it was brought to public debate is actually a huge step forward. That's crazy. That's that's absolutely fine. That's a great point. Well, anyways, uh, they decided to kill them all. 
Okay. As, as you do. Yeah. Uh, and the, here's the thing, though. After they had killed a few, they executed uh, some of the men. They hadn't sold any of the women and children of slavery yet. One dude, uh, according to legend, a, uh, an Athenian feller named Diodotus. I'm sure. sure. I'm sure I'm nailing all of it. 100%. Shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The people on in Greece are just. On it. Yeah. They, they'll be calling me. They'll be giving me a round of applause. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> anyways, one dude stood up after they took a vote. And, and, you know, not everybody, but the populist vote was like murder them, sell them, all that. One dude stood up and was like, hey, guys, maybe we shouldn't. You know, and he actually he argued in town square and he went around debating everybody and all the big minds and all that. And after about a week or so, he literally changed enough people's minds that they revoted and then they stopped. Now, they, st- yeah. they still enslaved everybody. But they didn't sell the kids away from their parents and sell the parents away and murder the men. You know what I mean? That's so again, progress. <laughs> to your point, progress. But that's how much we care about debating. That's how much the, the, the spoken word that an argument matters or means to us as a society that one dude arguing loud enough and, and good enough can sway mass murder. You know yeah. what I mean? There's I don't think there's anything more important than words that we have carried on. Like I words change everything we give them meaning and we give them weight and it's if you can be great with your word and know what you're saying and say it efficiently and impeccably i think you can change the world obviously yeah so that's why i'm nailing my tillinian uh killing it but yeah so we do but you're dead on i mean that lawyers literally make a very good living just using their words. That is literally what they do. And here's something I found out. Uh, the original lawyers back in Athens, uh, they, they, they were basically – the first public speakers eventually were hired uh, by people to you know show up in court when they needed them or whatever. So they passed a law that said lawyers can't be paid. Ah. That's how much they valued it originally was like we don't want to taint the idea of the argument. We don't want to taint the idea of this debate. We want this debate to be pure so you're not going to hire mercenaries. So lawyers literally had to believe in what they were arguing. They weren't yes. bound to do so by um, whatever it was, the legal code, the lawyer code or whatever, where it's like I have to present the best defense yes. that I possibly can whether or not how I feel personally. This was literally – if I don't feel this – I don't have to participate. Absolutely. Yeah. Except it wasn't because everybody was paid under the table. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that's in theory. It was absolutely what you just said. In theory, okay. it was this perfect world. And you, if you didn't believe it, you weren't going to do it, but everybody got paid under the table. So apparently how they got around it was just, you were like, no, he's just my buddy. Like he, he that's just <laughs> my friend. I'm just here to, 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 you know, he's just, I just have a lot of friends. I weird that I keep winning all these cases for all of my friends, but they're just, so yeah, that's, you know, surprise. You know what I mean? Well, it's good I, to know that riding for the homies and getting paid under the table has lasted this long. <laughs> that those good. were good ideas. That ain't never changing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Once. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's kind of like, that's sort of what I'm angling at here is that like cavemen settling arguments with clubs. And then that we, we eventually went to arguing in words but then we evolved past it because you know dudes started literally fist fighting and then you know trial by combat became a thing and eventually down to you know down to gunfights i mean freaking watching hamilton aaron burr shot alexander hamilton like that was a thing because they disagreed like quick side note have you seen hamilton have you watched that yet uh i think hamilton's kind of genius actually dude i had no idea what Hamilton was even about. Like, I thought it was just a standard musical. I had no, like, I sat down, because Sarah had been talking it up for a while, and she was all excited to watch it once yeah. it came out Disney Plus. And I was just like, look, I'll, I grin and bear. I was like, yeah, but I can't wait, babe. Like, whatever. I sat down, opened a beer. Like, the first 30 seconds when, like, that hip hop beat hit, I was like, wait, wait. Like, I was like giddy on the couch. I was like, hold on. What, what are we setting in for? Like, what am I about to watch? Like, this shit is, it, it got so good. It just kept, like, I was 
pulled in, bro. Like that shit was amazing. Yeah. Like I remember I had heard all this stuff about it and it became like part of the cultural zeitgeist. And I was like, how the hell does a musical become this popular? Dude. So I listened to the album and I was like, well, this is really good. I can't how- get it. Yeah. And then, so I've watched it since it come out and to your point, like, if you commit to it and just – if you watch, I don't know, what do you think, like 30 minutes of it and just like really try, I think it's kind of undeniable. Oh, yeah. I think oh. you're if you – you know, for 90% of people who like want to think, I think it's really, really incredible. So, yeah. It, dude. Friggin Come sign indoors. Yeah. yeah. Dead on. Okay. So, so yeah. I mean gunfights and I mean specifically trial by combat. Try by combat, and I just learned this literally today. It lasted all the way up to the 15th century. Wow. Multiple different countries. In the year 1409, there was a trial by combat. Uh, it was in. Oh dang, I'm not going to find. I'm not going to find my notes, but I, I had it written down. But anyways, there was legit. It was two dudes literally fighting. They would. They one sued the other, and whoever killed the other one won the legal argument. Like that's that's insanity, man. Like that. Like that's so. Yeah, and I'm sure at the time it seemed fine in the in the way that you know we've evolved as people and we're getting better. And then you look back and like, wow, that was, even just 20 years ago we were doing some crazy shit. But like that is crazy. But even crazier, if you ever had to do trial by combat or even trial by competition, what what do you, guns? I mean, who can hold their breath the longest? Swords? Like who can eat the most hot dogs? What what are you what are you doing? Yeah, that this oof. So I think it depends on the opponent, mm. right? Because if mm. you think about it, like. You're going to play Steph Curry differently than you're going to play Joel Embiid. Guaranteed. So I'm not sure. I think it would depend on the opponent, but just in general, if you take a glance at me, I would say that an eating competition could be right up my alley. (laughs) Uh, I think I'd probably lean towards that. If there's a way to gauge how good you are at sitting on a couch and watching TV or movies, I'm also into that. You know, I'm not like an idiot. So something with my brain, I think I'm probably more apt to do than something physical outside of an eating competition. That's that's kind of where I'm going at. What do you think? Uh, believe me, honestly, uh, if we could do a uh, – have you ever been to like a like – a- Y'all, we're just going to quick edit here. It took me entirely too long to think of the restaurant that I wanted. Hoo-hot Mongolian Grill. Also, there's places called Genghis Grill. I'm sure there's plenty others. Stir fry, you know, veggies, meat, pasta. You get the idea. All right, back to the show. Uh, yeah. So uh, honestly, I would try to do an eating competition as well, because nice. depending on the, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to out eat hot dogs or burgers, but if it's pasta, like I can probably, I can pre- anyways, <laughs> that was a terrible diatribe. Uh, okay. So 15th century, not that long ago and issues. I mean, literally legally precedent, you would come together in front of a judge and kill each other. Yeah, but shout out to Game of Thrones. Dude, like that was a real like yeah. it seems so crazy and that seems like it's like so far fetched or even like super long ago where it's not. Like I mean it's like 12 generations, but it's only like 12, 15 generations ago. It's not that far. All the way up until like 1840, we were doing gunfights. Like that wasn't that's not like dude, in uh Bellevue, Iowa, the local sheriff and some dudes ganged up and literally shot down this guy named ww brown and all his posse because of a three-year-long argument based on business practices and some yankee came to town and was changes to things where three years legal debates lawsuits all this policies were filed and eventually they were just like fuck this we're killing you we're just gonna shoot you and everyone's okay with it 
Everything it was the, the, the little the sheriff just shot him in the street. It was in Bellevue, Iowa, in 1840. That's not even that long. That's like not even 200 years ago. Like that, the gunfights actually lasted up until 1918, uh, which but they were kind of outlawed by then. Like it was the 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 social context. We were starting to pull away. You know what I mean? Like, what do you think? What do you think changed? What, what do you think changed in the human psyche? The collective were like, you know what? Maybe we should stop like murdering each other when we disagree. Like right. everybody was okay with it. Everybody was on board with it up until like, you know, the early 1900s, whatever. Like, what do you think changed? What, when, why did we start stewing for money after that instead of like murdering? And, you know, as I think about it, my original like thought process kind of thinks to like, it, there could be a lot of reasons, right? Like better education, so there's sort of a better way to express ourselves. So maybe we're better about using our words to say, hey, do this. And there's more structure for that kind of thing. Maybe hmm. a better defined legal system, like the availability of the legal system due to like transportation and communication. I also wondered if maybe just the simple fact of having a longer life expectancy makes you less likely to enter into a duel. Ooh, I, I did. I, I, the first two I, I liked and I had thought of, but that's. I didn't think of that. We were. We, I mean, our life, we went from like, we were going to die at 26. So who cares? Yeah. But I, uh, I did a little research and I found a study from the Journal of Comparative Economics, which, you know, is a classic. Oh, yeah. You know, I've got it's, that it's right next to the highlights in Sports Illustrated in the doctor's office. So. I got Ranger Rick and I got that. Yeah. They got fine, you know, picture fine things too. Um, there's an article called Going Postal State Capacity and Violent Dispute Resolution by Jensen and Ramsey from 2019. And so okay. in their abstract, they note that post office density is a strong, consistent, and negative predictor of dueling behavior. So that was from the abstract. And I was like, what? Why would post offices mean that there are less duels? And so the short version seems to be when you have enough people in an infrastructure in the same place, particularly infrastructure to support a federal government to enforce laws where people are near each other, you get less dueling. <laughs> so there's evidence to show that if you have a post office um, – Information travels quicker, and if you have a post office, you get economically, you get money faster, you can get patents, and that fosters economic development and innovation. And so essentially, because there are people together, and there's a state that exists now, the state enforces the laws, whereas if there isn't a state and there isn't, you know, if you're talking about one sheriff, one sheriff can go out with three dudes and have a gunfight. If you're talking about 20... It's harder until you get to 2020 and uh, have social justice mm. issues. But well, well, in no, theory, that's, though, that's dead on. Their evidence showed, and the idea was that yes, and the thing that most clearly shows where people are are post offices. Yeah, I mean, back back in the day, it was post offices and it was railroads. If you had a railroad station, if you had a train station and a post office, that was you were like, but that's. So that's, that's, that actually makes a lot of sense. It's not necessarily that we evolved and the collective consciousness was just like, you know what, guys, we're better than this. It was threat of retaliation. It, it was the state is going to come down. Even if you win this duel, you're going to lose. Yeah, and I think that's probably been true throughout history. We just haven't thought about it that way because the state consisted of Genghis Khan and his horde coming in yeah. and destroying you. That's different than <laughs> like left going in, yeah. That's different than going in front of a judge and him being like, "Yeah, you can't do that." 
Mm-hmm. Going you know in front I mean? of the judge and nine people showing up saying, no, we saw him do it. Like, judge, he definitely did yeah. that. Like, But ostensibly by the idea of this is the laws that we live under, they're kind of the same thing in a way. Hmm. So hmm. I would like to say, though, that there's more to it than that. I do think that there is some aspect of the education and the life expectancy and all those things that I originally thought. I think there's something intrinsic in us as people that says maybe we shouldn't do this. Sir, the same thing as uh, from Greece. Yeah. He yeah. argued that yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank did. Where to come from? <laughs> He's a good guy. I like that, Frank. Yeah. Uh, where Frankie came about and was like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this after doing it. I think maybe there's part of us that understands that. And as we see it and we see a better way, we go, oh, why don't we go with the better way? I just like the way you framed the concept of the law. It's it's almost a physical extension of our consciousness. It's the, it's the it's the outer side of it. Because I mean, everybody has their own conscious, and everybody more or less knows right or wrong and fine, whatever. But writing it down is what helps push that forward, almost in a way. Like it, it's the the physical reflection of what's going on inside, or putting it down on paper on the outside drives the inside to change, pushes the inner reflection on it because now it's out in the open and now it's right there. So we're all had like, I'm doing a poor job of trying to frame what you just said. Yeah, theoretically, right. Wouldn't it be like a, wouldn't a law be sort of a general consensus of belief amongst a group of people, right? Like, yeah, overall, this is what we think is best for the whole. And even if you didn't have a hand in writing it, you're still right. going to buy or in. Even if you don't totally agree that it's best for you, or you're not sure that it's best for everybody, you recognize the fact that most people do feel this way. So you agree to live within that construct, which is, you know, obviously something we are having issues with now. Shit, yeah. It's also something they were having an issue with in uh, in 1881. April 14th, <laughs> El Paso, Texas, uh, local marshal, dude named Dallas Stoudemire or Stoudemire. Sounds like a badass, by the way. Dallas Stoudemire it's sounds a like a badass, bro. He's the marshal of this town. Yeah, uh, three dudes, uh, potentially they were, uh, they were suspected cattle rustlers. Three dudes squared off against old Marshal Dallas Stoudemire. And here's how much of a badass Stoudemire was. He shot and killed all three of them. And according to multiple eyewitnesses, he did it in five seconds or less. Bang, bang, bang. All three accurate shots dropped all three of these dudes. Poor Dallas also got shot at the time. He also got. So in five seconds, according to multiple eyewitnesses, now it's, you know, it's 1881. So everybody was either drunk or who knows. So, Five seconds, four dudes all shot and dropped in El Paso, Texas. That's friggin' wild, dude. And that was not that long ago. Like, that's 1881. That's like 140 years. Like, that's not that long ago. Dudes were just doing that in the streets. Like, that's crazy. Guns do that kind of thing kind of quick. Not to get, you know, into too much trouble here. But, like, the kind of stuff you can do. Also, have you ever been to El Paso? Yeah, sure have. You know what? I kind of like it. I love El Paso. Genuinely. I think it's really nice. It's a nice town. I stayed like, in a really nice hotel there. The setting is cool. The people are great. Like, shout out to El Paso. Shout out El Paso. Now, I don't know what it was like in 1881. Uh, pre-air con- was pre-air conditioning. I'm not going. Just put <laughs> that out there. The experience that I had or would want. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, dude. I Googled uh, gunfights. And I, I admittedly, I didn't put a lot of time into it. But I spent five to ten. We're like the only country that did that. I didn't even re- – like, I never once processed that information. Like, I Googled European gunfights and found, like, nothing. Like, wars, of course, or whatever. But, like, dudes standing in the streets, 
three, two, one draw or count to 10, but it's like 10 paces, whatever. Count to 10. Wasn't happening in, in like anywhere. Uh, it seems to be an almost solely American thing. Like, I, I you know, whatever, but, it, 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 you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to make a, a gun point, like, whatever, but like, we really were like the kind of only one, like, holy shit. So, it, it, yeah. Anyways, 100 years ago, we were still murdering each other when we disagreed. That's what we were doing. It's, you know, nowadays, uh, generally considered a bad idea. Nowadays, we argue a lot. But also, nowadays, we argue about far more trivial things than cattle rustling. Like, far more trivial. Like, if you stole my cattle and what I did was raise cattle, like, that's a huge yeah. problem. Yeah, huge. Like, your livelihood. Yeah, yeah I can see drawing a gun on somebody. What we argue about nowadays, relentlessly, I mean, some things like, does God exist? But also things like, who's the hottest actress? Who's the best rapper? Who's, you know, the greatest quarterback? So, that kind of shit. So, my question is, why? Why do we love the never-ending back and forth? Well, I mean, I think we already talked about the idea that it is – there's part of it that's natural, right? Mm. Like if animals argue and we've always argued and it was started in Genesis, it's sort of intrinsic in us. Um, I don't know though. I kind of think there's some part of arguing that's healthy and good, right? <laughs> like it is human nature and I think we all kind of need to be seen and understood and it's hard to do that without communicating, and sometimes when you communicate, somebody has a different opinion than you, and you have to communicate those differences, right? And so you do that, and I'd say generally when you're communicating differences or if you're sort of presenting yourself in a certain way or an argument in a certain way, if people hear that and like actually accept it and think about it with like an open mind and heart, you sort of come to a better understanding of someone as a person, and we sort of connect with them more. So even if it's trivial stuff, right, like – if you're arguing about who the best quarterback is and you're like, oh, I think it's Brady and somebody's like, oh, I think it's Lamar Jackson. Intrinsically, that tells you something about those people, though. <laughs> as dumb as that seems, you sort of have an idea about how they what they value in a quarterback. And when you don't apply it to football, you apply it to other things in life. You sort of get an understanding of what they value in the world and in themselves, especially as you hear them present that argument. I, I mean, I absolutely love that because it's dead on in not so not necessarily even who they pick. I mean, for, for just sticking with the quarterback example, not even necessarily because I mean, obviously it's Steve Young. So we don't even have to go down that road. <laughs> Clearly, I think everybody agrees. Everybody listening totally agree. But no, it's, it doesn't necessarily even matter who you put forth. It's, it's a, the reasons why, but B, and probably more importantly, how you phrase it, what, what it is that matters to you that comes out in the argument kind of shapes what it is that matters to you on a bigger scale. Like maybe something about arguing really is just, it's just like a form of self-expression, even if it's not necessarily about ending debate or ending the debate, like even solving the question of who is the best, whatever it is we're arguing about who the best. It's not even necessarily about winning. It, it really is just about getting, getting yourself out there, getting your personality out there. It's like being seen and heard, right? Like yeah, really matters to people and, and matters in life. And I think there's a certain element of arguing even about trivial stuff that is that. I also think part of it is probably cultural, right? Like we all have more access to information than we've ever had. Like theoretically, despite Cora, we are the most educated group of people who have ever existed. <laughs> um, so I wonder just like, and I would think that like previously as a society, like you didn't have access to information unless you were like in an elite class, right? Yeah. So like survival, like, you know, if somebody steals your cattle, you know, like your argument then is tied to survival and survival takes up all of your time. And I don't know that that's as universally true 
I mean, obviously, we're speaking from a place of privilege here. Very much so. But I would say that in general, I think it's pretty safe to say that more people worry less about survival percentage-wise than used to, or at least have more access to information than they used to. And so I kind of wonder if that access to information sort of gives us permission to use that natural thing within us to argue. Hmm. Maybe one, we see it more because there's just more things to see now. And two, people are more well-equipped to do it than they ever have been on a mass scale because theoretically we all have more information in our brains to argue with than we did in the 1840s, for example. And we have more free time because you nailed it. You're, you're absolutely right. When when Joe Rogan has a bit about like if the electricity went out for you know however many years, like we would absolutely devolve. Like if worldwide electricity was stopped, yeah. we would absolutely devolve to a cave-like creature that just grabbed a big pointy stick and just you guard the cave. That's it. That's all you would know. That's all you would care about was guard the cave from a bear or a fucking panther or whatever. Like that's all you would care about. Like trigonometry, like absolutely not. You grab the stick, you poke the bear. That's all you need to know, son. Like we would devolve that fast. And we have slowly evolved that far to the point that, you know, as a species, we don't have to worry so much. But as far as will you take my cattle or not, or are you going to steal my you know wagon or some shit? That hasn't been a thing in in however many generations. So that 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 deep down drive of like you know survive mode is almost being transferred. That energy is being transferred into just like the fun of an argument, as opposed to like I'm not fighting for my life as hard anymore. So with my newfound free time and access to information, obviously I've got Google in my phone. That with that energy and my old expectation of having to do that. Now I don't have to, so I'm just going to replace it with let's fight over LeBron versus Michael Jordan. That it almost, you turn that survival instinct into sport or into like the, you know, a language of verbal, a verbal gunfight, if you will. Yeah. And I mean, I would say that just the way society has evolved, the physical act of surviving is more tied to being able to express yourself and arguing quote unquote Hmm. than it was previously. So Hmm. in some ways, the ability to argue or make your point is a survival thing now too, right? Like if you want to argue for increasing the minimum wage because you can't afford to live very well based off the current minimum wage, the way to accomplish that these days in some ways is arguing for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not going out and doing X, Y, or Z physically. Yeah, I mean, even just on a smaller scale, like if you are just looking at your boss face to face and you just want to raise, like you have to be able to present that eloquently. You have to be like, if you show up and it's like, I just want more money, like you're never going to, that's not going to happen. But if you show up and you present point A, B, C, and you actually like, that's, damn, that's dead on. Your survival instinct has to be evolved, it has to be sharpened. It's no longer, it's not, it's not fighting anymore. It's, it's verbal. It's all, it's all. Yeah. It's and there's new. some, there's sometimes you do have to take physical action to back up your, verbal argument or whatever, but the core of it is being able to express yourself with words probably more than with action. Well, I don't know. They kind of they, they have to go together. I would At say. some I point there, yeah. I mean, but you know, the, the 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 odds that I'm going to go to a bar and get in an argument versus the odds I'm going to go to a bar and get in a fist fight, way different. 
Wait, because yeah, exactly. I've I've argued with strangers in a bar many a time. You know, yeah. more or less playfully. Every now and again, it almost got to the point where we're going to fight, but it never did because I'm not a, I'm not a good fighter, so I'm not even going to try to be. That's not the point. I'm not going to try to fight you. I'm not a big dude. But but like you know, the idea that I might sit down and just run my mouth it, that's going to happen. So what? like, it, yeah, weird. I know, right? You've never seen that. We don't have to go. Out. There's a couple different instances here of that, but we don't have to. You know, you've kept me out of jail once or twice. Moving on. So you're right, though. I actually I think that what you said nailed it. But then. Why is it that we dwell in our free time on things like sports debates shows or political debate shows? And be it Republican, conservative, liberal, Democrat, I don't care, Fox News, CNN, doesn't matter. But there are so many shows that have staged debates, be it about sports, be it on, on E! News, on, on friggin' did somebody look good on the red carpet or not, Pol- politics, did whatever, whoever said, I'm not going to name any politician's name, I just, that's not my, I'm not trying to go down that road. Why do we like that so much? You know what I mean? Like that has nothing to do with our day-to-day lives. That has nothing to do with furthering yourself as a person. It's just what we do for entertainment. Why do we enjoy that so much? Do you think any part of it is just it's a different way to gather information? And it's a different way to sort of, I don't know, you know, you hear somebody arguing about sports and you're like, oh, I could have an opinion on that. And it's sort of, I don't know if it makes you feel like you are involved in something that you're not actually involved in. Mm. I mean, I, I think a lot of that is cultural and a lot of that is sort of learned behavior, right? Like we sort of learned that this is the way in which discourse happens, right? Like all the way from presidential debates to you know, the Dreyfus of and Zola and Jacques Hughes, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> presenting yourself in an argument in that way is sort of how we've sort of gained knowledge hmm. in a lot of ways, I would think. I mean, what do you think? Like, I can't, I'm not really sure why we like doing it so much. I would say that I don't know that that's a universal thing. I don't know that, I think a lot of people don't engage in that sort of entertainment because it turns them off. I remember I was watching PTI uh, when I came home from school one day and my dad walked in and he was like, why are you watching people just shout at each other? Like, I remember, I remember being like, I don't know, 16 or something. And I was like, what do you mean? This is a great show. He goes, no, this is just people shouting. Why are you watching this? And I was like, at the time, I was like, you don't get it. You're, you're old man, dad. And I was like, no, I kind of get it. You know what I mean? But I, I will take it. What First of all, I don't disagree. I, I think because, I mean, certainly as a kid, I enjoyed it because that's, that is kind of how I'd learn sports stuff. And I was just interested in sports stuff. But it's it's almost more than that, even with like cooking shows that where like somebody cooks something and then one person says it's good and one person says it's bad and they go back and forth or, you know, like on E somebody wears a, you know, some dress on the red right, carpet. Yeah, says right. good, somebody said, bad. I, and this is, this is silly. And I admit this bro, but I, I kind of believe it. I think we enjoy the back and forth of debate and specifically watching other people go back and forth or up and down or in and out much like we enjoy watching porn. I genuinely think it is scintillating to the senses. I think we enjoy the conflict, the give and take, uh, you know, as a poorly constructed metaphor, it's verbal sex. It's back and forth, 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 and then it's over. I, I, I seriously think there's something that is it's almost primal that we are drawn to the conflict. It's not necessarily like boxing or like MMA, but it's it's verbally as close as you can get. Yeah, you know, I, I that actually – that makes some sense because if I think about entertainment historically, like Shakespeare is that, right? Like it's yeah. rat-a-tat-tat, expressive, back and forth, back and forth. It's people, you know, there's some flowery prose and there's some beauty to it all. But a lot of what makes it interesting is the conflict within it. Yeah. And I guess 
we've always looked most of our entertainment involves some form of conflict going back to like the Coliseum, right? Like we talked about all that kind of thing. Yeah. So maybe this is a type of conflict that we feel is real. It's not totally staged and it's also one we can accept. Oh, that's, I like that. It's, it's, it is framed in such a way that we can consume it easily without, without having to question it. Is this right or wrong? It's, it's just, it's, it, it, it's it's almost passive fighting, or you know, like it, it's. Yeah, well, almost- there's 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 no. It doesn't matter, right? Like, <laughs> that's the ultimate thing. Is that that's the beauty? Nobody wins or loses, and there's no like you know when Kornheiser and Wilbon go back and forth on Mahomes' contract. <laughs> there's no end result that matters to anybody at all, at right? All. Like really, like truly on a fundamental level, that doesn't really happen. So Which- I think that's probably part of it, and then also I think there's part of it that is like. Maybe we all just kind of like being pundits too, right? Like we all like have an opinion on things. And so we watch this and we'd be like, I have an opinion on this now too. I, I, I could never play in the NBA, but I can list you the top five centers, you know, like, like Hansley, you know, I, I could have an opinion on that. And my opinion is as valid as anybody. Well, obviously, obviously. We know. Obviously. We know. <laughs> One through, I'll, give you, I'll give you Shaq and then two through five is Stromile. Every with with Chris Anderson thrown in there, maybe about four. I don't know. Okay, maybe. okay. That's Birdman's got to get some love yeah, there too. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but no, that you're you're right. I, I my opinion on whatever the fuck we're talking about doesn't matter. It could be politics. It could be food. It could be sports. My opinion is as valid as anyone's, at least in my own head. Whereas I know if I step on the court or step on the football field, I'm gonna get killed like deep down even though i'd like to tell myself i might have a chance i know i don't i i know for a fact that when i was 19 i might have thought it, it doesn't matter point is i can at least validate my own opinion in as much as i cannot validate my own physical attributes like i know i can't cook if i go on chopped i am screwed you know what i mean like no chance i know i have no chance so like but i can at least sit there and go yeah i bet that looks t- like it tastes terrible and I, I can validate my own self by like or you could be like and would like mine more than she likes that <laughs> Oh God, I love it. So okay, so that actually kind of that actually kind of points me to the next. But I do want I do just want to say this real quick. But that what you just said about how it doesn't really matter does lead me to the next point. But I did Google sports debate shows and just how many of them are there, dude. If you include radio, there's well over five hundred. Oh yeah, of just fake sports that debate shows. Totally. It's insane. There are a, just just the first page of Google. If you if you Google best sports debate shows, there's plenty of top twenty debate show lists. Plenty. And if you search through the comments of those lists, people are arguing about where people should be placed on those lists. People are actually arguing about who's better at arguing about sports. That's how much we love to argue. But your point that, oh, go ahead. Well, I would say, I mean, going back to the point about how that's how we get information, maybe there's something to that in that the best ones are the best places to get information. And so maybe there is some value hmm. in determining what, who the best, what the best debate show is, in that this is the one that actually frames arguments correctly or with actual facts or X, Y, or Z. And that it is actually worth your time. You might actually gain something watching this compared to this other one. I wonder there, if there's something in that. I don't imagine that uh, the online argument has gone that deep into it. Uh, that if, is not uh, what, what was it, Steve, Steve on Cora? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Steve and Cora. Shout I don't out. know that, you know, Southampton, where he studied it, uh, <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> 
presented nah, in that way. But I do, you know, maybe intrinsically, hopefully, I there might not be know I was so glass half full today. But yo, you're on fire, uh, maybe or, or in water. I don't know, whatever. But no, the, the, uh, dude, the, the, there might be some nugget of objective value of some shows versus others. I mean, you're, you're right, but to your point of it doesn't matter leads me to the internet because good god we love oh to argue on the internet I mean, facebook reddit it, it, anything doesn't matter pick, pick whatever social interactions it does not matter what you pick people are arguing on it right now guaranteed whatever it is that you pull up you can find people arguing right now so here's my question and i don't have an answer to it what percentage of people in your opinion because we're just going to guess here right. what percentage of people who engage in heated arguments online have come away from that argument having actually changed their mind. Uh, heated arguments? Yeah, heated you know. In, heated implies that you're already entrenched in a position. Mm. And so I think you're less likely. So in a heated one, ah, Jesus, like 2% maybe? Yeah. Something, right? something so, I mean, like that? So frame it maybe, I guess, with online discourse. Are, are there peaceful? I'm sure there are plenty of peaceful discourses online. So, I mean, do you think that's possible that some people actually might be I think what probably happens is if you're w interested enough in something to come across a reasonable online discourse for it, you're probably, hopefully, maybe, you're more reasonable at least to maybe take whatever information you find and actively process it. And maybe you do that enough times to where you end up, you thought you were on one side of an issue, but you actually end up on the other side. But you didn't arrive there thinking this is the 100% truth. You got there thinking, I believe this. What is the evidence to back that up? And when you didn't see the evidence, you used your brain like an adult and you're like, maybe I should look at the other side. So I think it, that might happen more than we realize. And I think it might happen without us realizing it too. God, you are so much more hopeful for the, just human nature than I am, and I'm really glad that I had you on, dude. There, I, honestly, like, I want you on every episode moving forward. That's just a thing. But, dude, I mean, maybe it is a subconscious thing that, like, before we even begin the debate or the, the discourse or whatever, like, we kind of already know if we're willing to change our mind or if we're just showing up because we want to push and pull. I mean, AKA we're just showing up because we want to fuck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If we yeah. actually want to make love or if we want to fuck. You know what I mean? Like that actually, it, it's, it's, yeah. it feels very much like that. If you show up and you actually care about the other person and you care about the information that's being shared and you care about the end result and the value, there's something to be achieved. Or if you just want to just, and like taking just your, get off entrench yourself. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just, no, <laughs> if that's, if that's what you're doing, that's, that's not an opinions doing. all over. Dude. <laughs> I'll skeet skeet my opinions. I'll skeet skeet. God. No, yeah, I think that I think that is true, and I think there are some times when you enter into an argument, and your goal isn't to listen to the other person; it's to prove that the other person's wrong, right? Oh God, and that'll you know never what I mean? work. It'll that will. Ne I am. I am relatively, if not, I mean, this is snapping a judgment here, but I am almost certain that that has never happened. Like, if you have shown up to prove the other person wrong, how many times has the other person gone? You know what? You're right. You, yeah, I am. It hardly ever happens, but I guarantee you, many people walk away from it thinking, "I won. That person's oh, wrong. Yeah. They know it. Nailed it." Winner that is, right here. in my opinion, that is the beauty of sport. 
we at least know, and yes, you can give excuses, and yes, some games have been botched by either bad calls or bad luck or a miscall, you know what I mean? But the beauty of sport is at the end of the game, there's a score that says who won or lost. But I am certain that there have been billions with a B arguments where both parties left going, kick that dude's ass. That did no idea or woman. That doesn't matter. Not gender does not the point. That person has no fucking clue what they're talking about. Meanwhile, that person is thinking the exact same thing about you. So like there is some objective beauty to sport where there is at least a winner because some of these arguments and that's the craziest part. Like these old school debates way back in the day, like these that Mytilianian debate with my old boy Dia de Dyke Delantis. Frank and Steve are good buddies. They went they both went to Southampton. Uh studied it, baby. Yeah, but like, was say like, had he shown up and the other person, whoever he was debating, just did not change their mind, an entire race of people would have been slaughtered, and that's based on one person having been willing to change their mind. That's crazy. That that's that's what spurred this whole thing. This, the entire idea of the episode, and really far more than just this episode, life as we know it. The idea to be willing to change your mind is what has let humanity flourish into this because if the first two people ever did not agree you know whoever the first two quote-unquote humans I, i'm not going down the evolution or creation it nothing to do with it if adam and eve had argued to the death we wouldn't be here <laughs> like you know what i mean <laughs> like that's 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 craziness that the, the yeah and i wow. mean you know Cain and Abel did though, so you know it's. Hey, <laughs> hey, they sure as hell did. But that's oh god, that's a beautiful metaphor too. Like the the, the the original people had everything. You had the entire world to share. Not enough. Not enough for me. It's yeah, interesting. <laughs> well, shit, man. That's uh, that's all I got. You got anything else? No, I think we uh, we didn't argue, but we discussed as uh, indeed should do. And indeed, sort of, sir. You indeed. Theoretical sweet verbal love. That's right. That's right. I'm satisfied. Mm-hmm. Well, hell yeah, brother. We'll uh, we'll do this again soon. And thank you for coming on, man. Dude, I'm here anytime you need me. I love being here. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening, anybody. Appreciate you.